Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Well, we have a testimony in the house. Amen. Put your hands together as you walk our brother Ronald to come and share his testimony. Or oh, put your hands together for him. He's a shy guy. Just clap for him as he comes up. Wow. Fresh guy. All right. Please introduce yourself. Hi, church. My name is Ronald. Church, please say hi. My testimony is about how God saved my life, like my family members and I. So, yesterday night, mm-hmm. I put something on fire and mm-hmm. I got distracted. And by, well, by what? <laughs> oh. Got, oh, mommy, it's part of the testimony. I got distracted and I got engaged in some other thing for like almost two hours. Hey! I had forgotten that I put something on fire. And after doing what I was doing, it was like 12 getting to 1 a.m. And what's a distraction? (laughs) And I thought like I should go and drink water. Wow. So upon entering the kitchen, that was when I could smell the like the scent of the whole thing, the burnt thing. And I entered the kitchen, the smoke and everything in the kitchen. It was so pungent, like the smell was so pungent. So I discreetly cleaned <laughs> everything, washed the saucepan and everything, <laughs> just so that my mother won't come and say anything. Yes, but it could have been worse because yeah, two hours. Yes, distraction. Yes, because. <laughs> Gas it was gas, it was gas. And I really, I really want to thank God. Yes. Um, it could have been worse. Yes. It could have been very, very bad. And this year, like, I've seen a lot of things happening around yeah. me, like family members and everything. So wow. I'm not really leaving anything to chance. So I want to thank God yeah. for saving my life. Wow. Now, wow. what do you have to tell the church? So my advice to the church is that um, you should take God seriously. Yeah. You should pray and be thankful. You should be thankful. Yeah. Yes, that's the most important thing. Since yeah. Two this hours. year is our year of being thankful, yeah. you should be thankful. Amen. And oh, you want to add one more thing? And you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should avoid distractions. Yes, yes. very important. <laughs> and you shouldn't leave anything to chance. You should pray because. It is very important. Yeah. I don't know what would have happened. What could have happened? But I thank God for saving me. Wow. Put Thank your you. hands together for Ronald. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I was coming to do some, but they cut the music, so I mean. <laughs> you don't believe me. One day, one day, one day. Hallelujah. So, I wa- it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I want you to tell your neighbor, you should be thankful that you are in church. Yeah. You would easily not have been in church. You would easily have been somewhere else today. But we are thankful that we are in church this morning. Hallelujah. And we are even more thankful that our pastor is here with us today. Church, I want us to stand to our feet. And I want us to give an honor, thanksgiving, a powerful clap with a shout. Let's welcome our pastor, the Episcopal sister, Joy Philippe Bruce. Put your hands together for her. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord now this time. Oh, I said for the Lord, the Lord who has kept us, the Lord who has watched over us. Listen, some of us, the last time we met was last year. Yeah, and we have come to meet this year. Hallelujah. Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm happy to see you this year. And say, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for helping us. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when Ronald was giving his testimony, I realized that some people would be saying, oh, but nothing happened. It's because you don't know what could have happened. Or you don't get, yeah, gas fire, two hours. Gas now already is waiting to misbehave. <laughs> Amen. And maybe you have another story like that one. So just thank God. Yeah, spend a few minutes. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Last year, some of us sat on planes, went and came safely. Some on buses went and came safely. Some by car, you've gone and come safely. Oh, just thank him. Some have got sick and now you are well. We have so much to thank him for. Some of you quarreled with your best friend, but you are back together as friends. But is it not true? Yeah. You quarreled with your sister, your brother, but now you are patched up. Oh, it's nice, Keke. It's nice. I like this family, Pa. I really like this family. Yeah, I like this family. Hallelujah. We are grateful. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you for keeping us. We can't stop saying thanks. And in this year of thankfulness, Lord, we just want to remember. We want to remember so many things. Thank you for keeping us together. Lord, sometimes things happen in the church and the church never recovers. But Lord, you've kept us through it all. We are grateful. Thank you that in spite of ups and downs, you've kept us. Thank you for testimonies told and those untold. We are grateful. Thank you for giving us to each other. That because of each other, we smile so many times. We are grateful. And this morning as we come before your throne of grace, we pray, Lord, that we will continue to be thankful. So that you will know that we really mean it from our heart. In Jesus' name. As the word comes, I pray for your grace and your mercy. And Lord, say what you will say this morning and have your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Before you sit down, take your Bible. Even if it's on your phone, please take it. Why? Mm-hmm. Let's make our confession because the confessions are working. Amen. How many of you think that you are a little better this year than you were last year? Yeah, it's actually working. It's actually working on us. 
So let's continue and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. It's very nice to see so many of you. Yeah. You know, now the holiday is ended and people are coming back small, small, small. God has been good to us. Oh, He's been very, very good to us and we thank him so much. Hallelujah. This morning I'm sharing with you reasons why it is important to remember. Why it's important to remember. To remember. People who never say thanks is because they don't remember. Yeah. They don't remember. And so this morning, you know, this is our year of thankfulness. And, and we are learning to say thank you. Amen. You remember yesterday, last week, I believe, I was telling you how we can say thank you in such a way that it's routine, so we don't think about it. Uh-huh. It's part of the, the, the speech. It's part of our way. It's part of our culture. It's our, part of our way of expressing ourselves. So we don't really think about it. But this year, we are talking about the kind of thanks that we have thought about it. And we are being thankful. Hallelujah. And one of the things that will really help us is to remember things. And so this morning, I want to just take you through a, a few reasons why it's important to remember things. Hallelujah. The first reason I want to share with you is that it's the main one. That it makes you a grateful person. When you remember, it makes you a grateful person. Hallelujah. Our father has written in his book that the sin of ungratefulness is as the sin of forgetfulness. Uh-huh. Amen. When you forget, then you don't even see that there's something to be grateful about. That's why I asked you, how, how many of you think you are a little better this year than last year or even last two years? Because you so easily forget how we were. Okay, let's go back 10 years. How were you? <clears throat> Some of you, you are sitting here looking very nice, but 10 years ago, you were very ugly. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Hello? You know, as you are growing up, you go through different stages. Have you never looked at some pictures and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> Come on. Or it hasn't happened to you before. And you have looked at it and said, ah. <laughs> Look, turn to your neighbor and say, you're actually looking very nice. Oh. <laughs> I wonder how you were 10 years ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, the truth is that people often forget. And that's why some of these messages are very important. You marry and you forget how much you wanted to marry when you were not married. You forget how it was the major topic of prayer. You forget that as unspiritual as you are, you used to fast and pray about it. But now that you are married and you are used to being married, you are just sitting there. Hello? Excuse me, it's not only the ladies who are grateful for being married. 
Yeah. It's mutual. It's on both sides. Hey. Hello. You are very quiet now. You have forgotten how you couldn't even make up your mind who it was that you should propose to. You, didn't, you couldn't even make up your mind. Hey. You have forgotten the mess that you created. That you had to come and get help to be bailed part out of. Christian brothers, every day they are crossing their wires, crossing their wires. Before you are aware, they have almost proposed to three girls. Then they say, oh, I didn't say anything. I didn't propose. I didn't. Today you are married and you are peaceful in your house and you have forgotten the confusion that you brought into the system. Hey! Hey! One of my friends... By the time he was aware, he was in trouble in the branch where he was. They said that he was proposing to six girls. And he said, mommy, I never did anything like that. I never did. His problem was that he had drawn closer because you are trying to make a decision. So he had drawn closer, but he had drawn closer in a certain way. So before he was aware, the thing came out, hey, this one and the pastors it was a large church so these six girls were under different pastors and the pastors were on his case and they summoned him to a meeting and this one said you have gone too close to this machine you have said but I didn't propose what do you mean you didn't propose hey you have forgotten oh you have forgotten because today you are married (laughs) when you remember how you bred to, to even choose I'm just looking at some people, how they were sweaty before they went to propose. I mean, the point is not about proposal, but I've just gotten on to the point. (laughs) You have forgotten how your heart was beating. Will she say yes or no? And you too, nowadays, because you have forgotten. Young lady, how you wanted to be married, you have forgotten. Hmm. You know, if you remember, if you remember, it will make you a different person. You'll be very grateful. You remember that, hey, Lord, you have taken me from this. Hallelujah. Some of us, we have even forgotten where we came from. Yeah. The reason why you were such an ugly child is because of where you came from. Things were not correct. I think you get what I'm trying to say. Things were not easy. Please ask your neighbor, were you an ugly child? (laughs) hello yeah so the first thing is that you need to remember remembrance makes you grateful hallelujah I said remembrance makes you what you are grateful and you are grateful for the simple things you are grateful for the simple things I watch some people who you you are a leader and you have a few people who are, are listening to you you know and all you are doing is grumbling but you have forgotten That you, one human being was not even following you. And today, five, ten, at least thank God about it before you ask for more. Hmm. That somebody like you, Pope. Hmm. They didn't have somebody like us, because the way we are, we are not correct. We now we know. (laughs) Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Remember it. You know, and you must sometimes write it down. To remind yourself. Hallelujah. Now, the thing also is that remembering makes you a very helpful person. Kind and helpful. You are kind to people and you are helpful. Amen. 
Let's, let's go and read some scriptures. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 16 and let's read from verse 11, verse 11 and 12. And thou shalt remember. What have you put on the board? I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Okay, maybe it's a different. Okay, let me read the version I have here. Thou shalt remember that thou was the born man. Ah, no, I beg your pardon, I get you. Okay. Thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God, thou and thy son, thy daughter and thy maidservant, manservant and thy maidservant, and the Levite that is within thy gates, and the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow that is among you, in the place which the Lord thy God has chosen to place his name there. Verse 12. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman. A bondman is a slave in Egypt. And thou shalt observe and do these statutes. Hallelujah. You see, the Lord was reminding the, the children of Israel that remember that you used to be slaves. So even as I'm asking you to worship me and I'm asking you to rejoice, also include the widow. Also include the stranger who is passing by. Amen. Also include the orphan who is there. Many of us are very, very close and we just want to enjoy our own thing. Mm. Please ask your neighbor, are you like that? But you need to remember. Hallelujah. Because when you remember, it will soften you. When you remember that you used to go to your uncle's house because you hoped he would give you money. That is true. So when now a young person is coming to you, allow yourself to remember. Now you are the uncle. Now you are the one who is working. Now you are the one who must find your something from your pocket and give it to the young person and stop behaving as if you were born with a golden spoon in your mouth. Hey. Ask your neighbor, where are you from? Where are you from? Look, if you are a Ghanaian, most of us are from poor homes. That's just it. That's just it. We know how to dress, but we know how to do bend down boutique and pick so that you will not know that. But look where we are coming from. Ah. How do I know the house you came from? Because I'm also here. That's how it is. Amen. But if you allow yourself to remember, your heart will be soft. I, mean, I remember a certain aunt of mine. I used to visit her at certain times. It was, it was, hey. I was starving on campus. I was starving on campus and I knew that ah, if I get to a house, I will get food to eat. I knew that after eating her food, I will run seriously for three days. Hey, this is my aunt. She was a... Look, she used to tell me, so I'll get there. I know she has... We have, look, she's just arrived to do her marketing. She used to do it monthly. And then she, she would tell me that the sweetest part of the marketing is when she's buying her pepper. And she'll buy green ones, red ones, yellow ones, blue ones, the dried ones. Look, she'll buy all. Then she'll come home. So I knew the correct time to come is when we are now going to grind the pepper. Like the one that's for soup. We'll use the papo and add some, uh, put it together. Then the ojengma and this, put it together. Hey! When she finishes, then we'll start cooking. The pepper that will enter the food, eh? When you get back to school, just know. As you are going to lectures, you must be ready. Hey, are you in the church? So today, I can't say 
when you arrive at my house at a certain time that I will not feed you. Because I remember. And my aunt, she never made me feel bad about it. Oh, never. Never. Will sit and will chat all her children were grown, they were elsewhere. And we'll talk, ah, and then she'll see me off. Are you there? But you now, when somebody is coming, you say, let's eat quickly before they come. <laughs> or you hide it under, under your bed so that they will not know that some food has come around. But when you remember how it was for you, and when you remember how you just wish that somebody would do something, you will do it. How you wish somebody would pay your school fees so that your mind will not be on it. And now you can pay somebody's school fees. And you say, but it's not my child. There's a story our father tells of, a true story, of a couple that he knew. He said that the wife was always crying with the husband because she didn't want anybody in the house. Don't bring cousins to stay. Don't bring this. Don't. So one day, he asked his wife, our mother, he asked her that, this girl, is she from a very wealthy home or something? Then sister mommy said, oh, no. She herself was brought up by some aunt. You were brought up by an aunt who has allowed you to be there and taking care of you. And now that you are in the, that position, you have forgotten where you are from. And so now nobody should stay in your house. As I'm talking to somebody, that's how you are. You better change before the Lord teaches you a lesson. No, it's true. You better change. Are you there? What I'm saying, is it not what you have seen it before? Yeah. Nobody should come around. It's only you, your children, yourself. Meanwhile, you lived in somebody's house. Somebody fed you. And that is my aunt. She was very wicked. Yeah, but you are still here. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, is it you they are talking about? Remember, oh, remember, remember. Remember. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes what you call wickedness is the person just bringing you up. Yeah. Left to yourself, you'd have been useless. Eh? You'd have slept all morning. Slept all afternoon. It's because she beat you out of bed. That's why today you get up and you are able to just sort yourself out and sort your things and just do it and go. And he said she was wicked. Now it's your turn. Hey! Look, turn to anybody and say, remember, remember. Remember. Remember when you were the bottom of the class, remember? Because some of us, we do as if we were born with golden brains. But the truth of the matter was that in class one, Osha, class two, Osha, class three, Osha, is when you got to class six that the brain now sparked and started working. Ah, Genesis two, that's when the brain suddenly started working. Me, my brain started working when I was in university. Up until then, Chale. <laughs> Pray about it. <laughs> Why do you think I pray for you when you are going for exams? <laughs> My brain didn't spark until first year. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't spark until first year. 
You're doing as if you have always known. <laughs> you're doing like you've always been clever. And you know it's not true. And even that, I just happened. I, you Look, I would have been in bad business. Hey. Some people who are in medical school, you shouldn't be there. No, it's true. It's true. If I had allowed my father to force and put me in medical school, it would have been a disaster. Living disaster. Then he asked me, what do I want to do? And I said that animals are close to human beings. I will do animal science. So he took me to go and do agric. And that is how I fell into my proper road. When I got there, I was like a fish in water. Oh, if I learn it is working. If he had put me in medical school, some of you, the writing that you are rewriting, rewriting, shouldn't be there. Hey. Who's in China? I'm going to engineering. Hey. Are you in the church? But I remember it, and you have forgotten. Look, I used to, be, when my report is coming, my heart will be beating. Hey, just praying that I'm in the middle of the class and not at the bottom. Mm. You are very quiet. It's real. But I'm just trying to say to you, remember. Because when you now become a lecturer or God takes you, I remember. Remember that you too for some time. When you see the way some people can handle others who are under them. Yeah. I had a colleague, he was doing his PhD. And he fell under a certain lecture. Hey. The man was a mature man already. He was already an established person when he started doing his lectures. He chased his supervisor. One day he had to go all the way to his house. This man was in his 40s. And the lecturer opened the door. When he opened the door, he said, this nonsense that you have written. And he threw the manuscript like that. And it just scattered. And this 40-year-old man was running around picking papers. <sighs> Ask him, why? 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 Why are you demeaning the person? Why? You are talking about somebody's own, but what about yours? Are you here? One of the reasons why our father does conferences is because he remembers. He remembers how he was starting the church and he went to senior pastors. Help me. And they ridiculed him. And they told him he had no business starting a church. You don't sow among thorns. All the stories are different people. <laughs> like you're a young man, you want somebody to tell you, how do I do this? You will notice a lot of the things we do are very different from how other churches do them. He was not trying to be different. It was like there was nobody to teach him. So it's like, okay, how God taught him, that's how he did it. Are you there? And that is why today I have watched him dash a stack of books. Young pastor, you've come to visit him. You are wondering about He remembers how nobody answered his questions. And he will sit with the person, answer them. He said, take these books. Read them. You will find the answer you are looking for. Yeah. That's the source of the give thyself holy that we see iron sharpness iron. How I came to be anointed. He's just trying to answer the questions for a young pastor trying to make his way. Or somebody who loves God is trying to do something. That's all he's trying to do. Because he remembers when nobody will answer his question. Hey. Are you there? 
Yeah. Remembering makes you kind. Hmm. Please ask your neighbor, are you kind? Tell neighbor, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's go to Exodus chapter 23 and verse 9. If you can find it in the NASB, it says something very interesting there. In the NASB. You shall not oppress a stranger since you yourselves know the feelings of a stranger. For you also were strangers in the land of Egypt. Do you know that when you are outside the country, one of the most helpful people that you can meet are people from this region. Yeah, more than other regions. Why? They probably travel more. And as they go that they were strangers. And they know what it is to be standing at a train station and not have an address. To be standing somewhere, you don't know where you are going. And so many times, you know, now things have changed a little. People are doing drugs, so people are more careful. But at the time when we were growing up, you are more likely to get a place to stay. If somebody's from these parts, hey, the church is very quiet. When you travel, you become soft-hearted. Don't sit in your town alone. It makes you very hard. You don't know anything. But when you have gone where you are a stranger, you will understand what it means to be a stranger, to not have anybody who is your person around you. You will understand it. Are you with me or you have traveled? Hello? Are you there? Yeah. Ask your neighbor, can you remember what it was like when you first came to Kumase? Hmm. You may be from the region, but you came from somewhere. Didn't know anybody, Charlie. As you are in the room, you don't know where to buy uh, what? In fact, you don't know where Tech Junction is. You have no idea where you are. Then you got a taxi and then they drove you around for two hours only to bring you to Aibiasi. <laughs> and later you found out that Aibiasi is just one trotter away. And we say, hey, hey. Or you went to buy something. You didn't speak the language. And when you went to buy it, the thing cost four cities and they said 40. And you paid 40 cities. You see, when it has happened to you, eh, you understand what it means to be a stranger. And therefore, your heart will be a little softer for strangers. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Hey. It says you shall not oppress a stranger. Don't add to the person's sadness. Don't add to the person's, you know, what's the word, Grandpa? Maybe in the place of the word stranger, I should use the word unbeliever. If you have been an unbeliever before, you know what it is to wake up looking at your foolishness. <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing. <laughs> Do you understand when I say looking at your foolishness? You have now woken up the next day and said, what, what, what was that that I was doing? What was that? When you remember, you will be kind to unbelievers. Instead of behaving as if they are some way. Some of you, we can't even get you to just invite somebody to church. Meanwhile, you have come to church. Why you come, come as if you are a gentleman or a lady? God has just put you together. And now you are looking so good. You don't want to now give somebody that experience. You're like, oh, I'm, they're very some way. Mm, these people, they make your face. Are you there? 
You've forgotten how you were. Forgotten. I think of it every time I see somebody wearing a certain kind of clothing and coming to church. Hello? Depending on where you grew up, you say, hmm. Mm. Mm. You've forgotten when your wardrobe, that was all you had. You only had clothes that exposed one or the other or all parts of your body. That's all you had. Your skirt was like handkerchief. Your dress, it was like, a, 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 what do you call it? A, a scarf. Scarf that you have tied. Then today, you have come, somebody has told you, don't do that. Precious things, we don't expose them like that. And so you have tried to, now when you see somebody's own, you are doing as if you didn't pass that road. You don't let me catch you. Don't let me what? Don't let me catch you. Don't let me, don't be the reason why somebody leaves church. Don't be the reason. Yeah. Amen. One of my spiritual daughters went somewhere. She, had, she moved. She went to stay somewhere. And she had to work. And she brought in dancing stars. The dancing stars were working in the church. Working in the church until some righteous lady. She met them. What are these jeans that you people are wearing that are so tight? That are so, 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 so. Hey, by the time the woman was finished, they disbanded the whole. They, they, they scattered. They scattered. What are you doing? And so, Pastor, are you saying that they should wear their tight dress? I am saying that leave the word of God to work on them. They don't need your holiness. You could have this your holiness, Christ, even suspect. Is it not true? You see, you are, you are angels, so you are angels in the church. But when you are not an angel, you yourself, you admit that even though you look so nice, number one, you are gossip. Number two, you quarrel. Number three, it's true. When you realize that, look, you are just a sinner that the Lord has pulled and put together. He's trying to make something out of you. You will be a little kinder. Yeah. Oh. Tell neighbor, oh. And if you are the reason why somebody has left church. May God have mercy on you. I would prefer that the person sitting half naked in the church listening to the word of God. Because the word of God has power in itself. And over time, it works. How many of us when we came to church were strange? Yeah. Look at the hands. Just look around. Just look around. How did the strangeness go? Is it not word over time? Me, I remember one time uh, our father was reading a scripture on the strange woman. And then he was describing how a strange woman. I said, Chai, that description, there, yeah, I am inside. I just cried. Nobody caught me. And no, just, just the word. Oh, okay. That's not how we do it. In those days, I used to hug everything that is moving. <laughs> Hello? Let the word of God work. Remember. Remember. For me, it's probably why I'm so passionate about winning young people to the Lord. Because I see what a campus can do. Hey. I never had a pastor in the university. If I'm my shadow, he didn't pass me any church. I don't even know where the churches were on the campus. And I remember and I say to myself, life would probably have been very different if I'd had a pastor when I was in, 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 on campus. Are you there? Wow. Remember. The next thing that remembrance does is that it makes you humble. Remembering, it makes you very humble. You remember. 
And when you remember like that, you see that it's the grace of God that is working. It's not that we are anything. It's just the grace of God that is working. Hallelujah. Are you there? You have raised one person from the dead. There's no need to be proud about it because you have prayed for some 56 other people, 32 of whom have died. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, one has worked. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so grateful. But it doesn't mean that they have reached or have arrived because, look, so many others that I prayed for, nothing happened. Or we're still, they still went ahead and died. <laughs> hey, Amen. You know, Paul always reminded himself of his weaknesses. Yeah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. I think he was trying to remind himself, because he was a very powerful man of God. But he reminded himself. He said, look. Let's use NASB. Let's go back to the NASB. And he said to me, remember that at this point, he's talking about his thorns. The thorn was something he wished wasn't there, but it was there. And then when he talked to God about it, then he said, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will boast about my, my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And you know, Paul is the one who told us, they beat me. I was shipwrecked. I was in the deep for three days. I was trying to swim this and this happened. And he's saying that I'll be happy about it because at that point, Charlie, I can see that I'm just another human being. And it is only the power of God working in me that is helping me. Hallelujah. If you are somebody who remembers, you will remain humble. Some of you, you don't want to take us to your house or to your family house. <clears throat> mm. Because you are shy to say that this is where I'm from. Why are you shy about it? That's where you are from. Hey. Amen. Yeah. And it is good to remind yourself I'm from a humble place. I'm from humble beginnings. This is where I came from. Hmm. And the last one. The last one. Remembering it makes you appreciate your salvation. And it makes you preach about salvation. Hallelujah. I said, remembrance, it makes you, you know, appreciate your salvation. When we say appreciate your salvation, you are able to see where God brought you from. And you are so grateful for it. There are some of us, we are not even aware that we are saved. We are just walking around. Or it was a mental exercise. But this morning, I want to urge you to remember how you were before a certain understanding of God entered your life. Because you can even stand and do the sinner's prayer, but you don't understand anything. You don't understand what has happened to you. But when you realize that, that prayer that I said is the reason for all the changes that I see in my life. is the reason why I don't want to smoke weed anymore. It's the reason why I don't want a certain kind of lifestyle anymore. That's that because of your salvation. One day, Bishop Doug and Bishop Ogo were sitting. They had gone to, it was a healing Jesus crusade time. They had finished the crusade and it was very late in the night. And they wanted to just drink something, refresh themselves. So they went to a place and they were sitting there drinking um, about some minerals that they were drinking. 
And this was the hometown. This is where Bishop Ogo had grown up. And when he shares his testimony, he tells about how by the age of 10, he could drink a whole bottle of God vodka and all. So as they sat outside there, there was a nightclub not far from there. They could just see it. And out of the nightclub came a certain man with tattoos all around him and with a girl on this side and a girl on that side. <laughs> Are you there? And Bishop Ogo had told Bishop Dagda he used to go to that uh, nightclub and they'll start. Was it that they'll start when? 6 p.m. and go till something all night and they'll move from one place to the other. Yeah. So when the guy came out, then Bishop Black said to him, hey, you should appreciate your salvation, no? He said, because as they were there and they saw the man come out, they realized that, look, we are two men of God, but this man, eh, we can't even reach him tonight with the word. I mean, he's out of our reach. Hey, with one girl here, one girl there. You are not coming to say what? Oh, you have to give your life to him. If you don't take care, he'll even beat you. <laughs> it could have been you. It could have been you. I want you to think as you are walking around the road, along the road, every madman you see, I want you to say it could have been you. What's the difference between you and him? What did he do that made him mad? For some, nothing. You, because of the family you are in, that's why you are not mad. Because when your madness comes, somebody could sit down. Ah, I think you, you don't know Ghana's uh, former chief psychologist. One day he came on the news and he said that everybody has some madness in them. And we were all shocked. What is he saying? So the journalist asked him, that time when you were speaking during this speech, you said, we all have some madness in us. Then he said, oh yes. Then he said, what about the person you took a trotter and you sat in the trotter and you got to the uh, place you were going and your 10 pesos change was with the mate. And the mate said, I don't have 10 pesos. And you ran after the mate. My 10 pesos, my 10 pesos. And you ran through the market. Charging at the mate for your 10 pesos. And he said, for 10 pesos, that when you even get it, you even forget where in your pocket you have even put it. He said, it is momentary madness that has got you. How many of us, as I'm narrating it, you see that you have been momentarily mad before? So some of the people who are walking around who are mad, it was a momentary madness that it didn't go again. <laughs> hey! How many of us, we have done something before and said, why on earth did I do that? Yeah, why did I do that? Yeah! Momentary. It's like, what was going through? What was I thinking about? How many of us, you have done something, you can't recognize yourself in that thing? Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! So when I say that when you see a mad person passing, you should understand something. Could have been me. The next time a cripple asks you for money, find something and give him. If you drive, have a place in your car where you put one city, one city, it should just be there. So when you get there, at least as long as it lasts, a time may come you don't have. But when you have it, give it. Why? It could have been you. Stop behaving as if they are there because of something they did. 
and you are not there because of something you did. Ha! Something you did like what? Hey, the church is very quiet. You too, when you were born, your leg was twisted that way. It's only that your people could afford to have somebody twisted the other way. So they saved you earlier. Yeah. That's all. Most of the beggars you see on the road is just poverty talking. It's just poverty. Why are you not there? It's grace of God. Grace of God. Hey, the church is very quiet. Yeah. Remember. And as part of that remembrance, I said, if you drive, put it in your car. These one CD notes are for those people. Those who are blind. Those who are... If you are a little wealthier, make it five CD notes. Put them there. Hey, they don't believe me, oh. And those of you who are walking, it doesn't mean that you are free. Have it in your bag or in your wallet somewhere. It's just something acknowledging that the grace of God is what has been your portion. And so as far as you can, you make somebody else smile as much as you can. As much as you can. Because it's just the grace of God. It's just your salvation that has helped you. Please look at your neighbor's face. Eh? Tell about that this fine face is actually just the grace of God. This morning as I'm sitting, I'm looking at some people who used to drink a lot. Doesn't show on the face. I'm looking at some who used to smoke weed. Doesn't show on the face. I'm looking at some who were literal prostitutes. Doesn't show on the face. I'm looking at some who were so poor that it doesn't show. Just the grace of God. Don't be angry with me if I've called your case. Everybody has a case. I probably just haven't said it. But I should tell you that I'm also looking at some people who carried the class for a number of years. Somebody was very angry when his friend was leaving the school. So why are you angry? He said, ah! When we are 36 in the class, if you are 35, I'm 36. If I'm 35, you are 36. Now that you are going, who is going to be there that we are going to be sharing the, the place like that? Career of the class, the grace of God has come upon you. He has managed to polish you and he has given you something to do and you are looking like some fantastic person and you are shining. Remember! Remember! Remember, never forget it. And decide that because of it, because of it, somebody will benefit. Why do I pay some people's fees? I don't have any reason. My only reason is that because I can. That's all. When it's finished, it's finished. But just because I can, let me pay this one. Just because I can. If I can't, I mean, you know how sometimes, uh, but if I can, why not? You have some 500 cities that doesn't have an address in your... When I say address, you know, we label the money. This 100 is this, this one is this. And there's some 500 sitting there that doesn't have address. Please, pay for somebody. Pay for somebody. Just because you can. Just because you can. This morning, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to thank God. I want you to remember how you were.
I want to remember you to remember the ill-fitting clothes you used to wear because you couldn't afford well-fitting clothes. I, I want you to remember how you sweated to pay your fees. I want you to remember how you wondered if the fees would come in time for you to be able to do the exam. I want you to remember how it was when you had no job and you wondered how long will it last until I get a job. I want you to remember when you sat the exam and sat for the exam and sat for the exam and failed the maths and failed the maths and failed the maths and you wondered what will happen to me. But today God has sorted you out. I want you to remember. I want you to remember the times you went to somebody's room at a certain time just because you knew you would get something to eat from there. I want you to remember this morning. And as you are remembering, let Thanksgiving begin to go up. Remember how you were when you did not believe in Jesus Christ. Remember how you were when you couldn't pray. Remember how your problems were your own problems at that time. Remember how you were on your way to hell if somebody had not crossed you with the gospel. Remember this morning. Remember. And thank him for salvation. Thank him. Thank him for salvation. You would have been the fourth wife of an allergy without teeth. Only that he crossed your path. Thank him. Thank him. We will remember. We will remember. We will remember the works of your hands. We will stop
what's your salvation day? You said you love me. to remember all that he has done in the past and let it encourage you that he's gonna do it one more time we don't know how we don't know when but allow it to encourage you remember remember the past victories remember the past prayer answers remember the past miracles remember how he has intervened in the past remember Remember the dangers you went through and he came in. Remember the floods that almost overtook you and he turned up on time. Remember the bills you couldn't pay that somehow were covered just before disaster struck. Remember, remember, remember. Just remember. And let it encourage you at this time. Encourage you at the beginning of this new year. We don't know what is ahead of us this year. But as we remember his goodness, we take courage that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God. The same God. And he will answer us again. And as every head is bowed, and every eye is closed. You are here this afternoon. You haven't given your life to Jesus. We want to invite you. Let today be your day of salvation. Maybe you have prayed before, but it didn't occur to you like that. You didn't understand it. And so today you understand. And now with your understanding, you want to come and receive Jesus. You want to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. And if your hand is up, just come to me. And we will pray. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. You lifted up your hand. Just come to me. I'm going to lead you in that prayer. Just come to me this afternoon. Just come to me. Now I'm also talking to some others. Maybe you are born again, but you have fallen off in a way. You just want to make a new covenant with the Lord today. You just want to say something that, look, it's a different year. I'm remembering how I used to be. I want it to be like that again. You too. I just want you also to come. So just come and join me here. We're going to pray this morning, this afternoon. 
We're going to say something to the Lord. Just come. Just come. Step out and come. Step out and come. Come and join me. We want to pray. You're saying that it's a new year, Lord. It's a new year. I'm coming back, Lord. I'm remembering some things. I'm remembering how I used to pray. Things have pushed me off, but you know, Lord, this year I'm coming back. Please come. I want to pray with you. I'm just giving you a few minutes and we're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. Your coming up is just saying, Lord, I do it publicly, showing that I mean what I'm saying. Just come. Just waiting for a few minutes. We will remember. We will Just come. As we sing this song for the last time. are so grateful to you for a day like this a time to remember the goodness that you have done us we are grateful Lord through this year remind us let us be humble before you and before others around us as we remember all that you have done we are grateful for our salvation we're grateful that you saved us Lord spiritually and we are also grateful for your intervention in our, our physical lives We bless you, Lord. We lift up your name and we say that, Lord, we will remember. We will remember with gratefulness. And because of that, others will also benefit. In Jesus' name have we prayed. I don't know. I believe some people should have prayed the sinner's prayer. They didn't come forward. And because of that, I'm just going to lead us all to do it. But those of you who should have received him, should have come, you didn't come, know that Jesus says when you are ashamed of him, he's also ashamed of you. But in mercy, I just sense that the Spirit of God is saying, let's say that prayer together. And we want to say, Lord Jesus, we come to you today as sinners. Lord, we ask that you will deliver us from our sin. Write our names in the book of life. From today, you are our Savior and you are our Lord. And we are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.